This is Jennifer Hale, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. And, um, I should go. continue all the way to episode 413 of the five-ish fangirls podcast and i don't speak japanese but i do speak cat bus <laughs> welcome everyone to this week's episode of the five-ish fangirls podcast so glad you join us let's start off like we do every week by on the virtual table and see who joins us this week this is Brittany Bavadio. This is Chrissy in Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, everyone. Hello. Brittany has returned. From her magical adventures with all the dogs everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And going back. Yeah. <laughs> More dogs. More doggies. I love it. Like yeah, you Ooh. can you can use podcast time for doggos as long as you, you know, send pictures. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> yes. Yep. That 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 that's, that's the fee for going doing yeah pictures of dogs. that's what that's what i told my brother he's he's been he's of all places he's been in japan for the last two oh, weeks wow. um but uh he'll be home by the time this comes out but i was like <laughs> as long as you send animal pictures you're you're perfectly allowed to to go and have fun and uh, you're, you're every now and then there'll be like a random cat on the street and i'm like that's fine <laughs> cute, cute animals we'll take it yep <laughs> So we're going to have some more cute-ish animals to speak about here shortly. But first, we need to do the news, which pretty much all of our news came out of uh, Star Wars Celebration. (laughs) Holy Hannah. Which uh, just concluded across the pond. Yep. Uh, So uh, not a lot in the way of like trailers or anything. Apparently they showed quite a bit, but it was supposed to be just for the audience there um apparently some stuff has leaked and disney slash lucasfilm has jumped on that and put the kibosh on it really quickly uh <laughs> so they're, they're they they do pay their lawyers yes yeah. they do yeah mm-hmm. so uh but uh we did we did get a lot of information even if we did not get necessarily a whole lot of imagery to go with it mostly just the powers that be speaking on a stage um which you know, perhaps, perhaps something. that is like, perhaps they've learned one lesson because they were they announced a lot of things that they had like images yeah. and video and stuff for that got scrapped. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, yes. I guess I guess that's something. Yeah, that's probably a a, a chunk of it would be mm-hmm. would be my guess. <laughs> it, it, and I noticed the comments have been kind of limited. There was no little snafu with the no source material <laughs> from the other years prior. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so no, not bitter about that little quote. <laughs> oh, well, the, the stuff the we did get. 
um, is stuff that is actively in production, if not in post-production. Uh, so more likely to happen um, because this is not DC. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, we're we are getting a season two of Andor. They're actually in the middle of filming it. They started filming back in November. Um, so they're at, they're almost exactly on the same schedule as they were with season one. So uh, the, the, they're theorizing that if, if stuff stays the way it is, then more likely we'll get it next summer. So, um, but... Uh, but it, and it will be the last season as well they knew it was only going to be two seasons so because we know where cassie nandor ends up <laughs> so yeah. his story ends at a very particular point <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. yes. to quote doctor who fixed point in time <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah. yeah i think that's why a lot of people were hesitant to watch the show initially although you know what once they did like oh yeah this is great because they're like oh yeah we know how this guy died but um, yeah but yeah like if you if you if you don't then you're like one of like two people that has not seen rogue one <laughs> so yeah sorry for spoiling that um, yeah. yeah i mean mon mothma does allude to the fact that a lot of people died to get those Death Star plans, so. Well, that was the second Death Star. Well, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not easy getting Death Star plans. People die. Yeah. Yep. Don't you know Anytime you try to steal something from the Empire, people die. <laughs> that's, 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 mm-hmm. that's just the, the be-all to end-all. So. Um, the, the Acolyte, um, which is going... Uh, which uh, is actually going to be focusing on the bad guys. Um, And um, it's actually going to be set before the prequels. So um, they said this is the furthest back they've ever been in live action. As far as the timeline is concerned. So... Um, they said this is when the bad guys are out are I can speak are outnumbered, and there's gonna be lots of Jedi. Um, and then the skeleton crew, um, which is uh gonna be our it's now in post production, um, which we know is gonna be a bunch of kids running around with Jude Law, who apparently is gonna be a Jedi. <laughs> I can see um, it. running around the galaxy having all sorts of adventures so that should be fun um and then the one trailer that we did get <laughs> that kind of broke the internet was our first look at ahsoka in her Woo-hoo! series obviously we've seen ahsoka um uh, in the mandalorian <laughs> but, um for her own series uh we've gotten our first first look at it including the return of well 
for the first time in live action. But if you watch Star Wars Rebels, there's the, this is the return of several familiar fl- faces. So we got mm-hmm. Sabine, we've got yep. Chopper, we've got uh-huh. Hera, we've got Ezra. So <laughs> there may have been another one that may have made a cameo recently on The Mandalorian. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that last episode of Mando was just like holy guest stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, yeah. So I'm excited because <laughs> I really like Rebels. So it's yes. going to be be very interesting. And then of course we have Thrawn. Um, yep. Who. Uh, foregone conclusion that we knew he was coming <laughs> yes we knew he was coming we just didn't know who he who was going to play him true yep um and uh apparently star wars likes to keep it in the family because i i'm assuming they're related this is mad mads mickelson's brother <laughs> that's playing thrawn <laughs> so uh with a last name like that uh yeah yeah i would i would i would really be surprised if he's not related to to mads mickelson (laughs) so um uh so that and they look very they look they look like they could be related so Um, it's likely yeah um but uh yeah so we've got uh you know, obviously our uh, very familiar faces. Hayden Christensen's gonna be back as as Anakin, um, and then um, you're not gonna see his face, but you're gonna hear his voice. But David Tennant is going to be back as the voice of Huang the Droid. <laughs> so, <Yay>! incredible! <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh that is exciting so i have to maybe watch a few episodes of rebels between now and august right right yeah episode is august yeah 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 so because do that in august so um you've got time to rewatch Rebels <laughs> if you need to yeah. or watch mm-hmm. it for the first time like some people i know that haven't bothered to to watch <laughs> and we're all like no you need to watch rebels at the very least you may i mean clone wars is good too but definitely rebels otherwise yeah. the rest of these characters and their relationship to ahsoka is gonna you're gonna be very confused and their relationship to each other uh-huh. Yeah, and their relationship to the Jedi and the Force and all that. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, you got homework. Yep. Yes. Yep. Um. So and then uh, we got some announcements with the the cartoons. Not really any. Uh, mostly just new seasons of stuff that's already around. So we're getting a, a third season of Bad Batch. Um. So. Uh, a lot of the the cartoons that are that are still around are, are getting more seasons. So, uh, anything new there? Um, in film, because apparently we already we need to start thinking about going back to film in Star Wars because reasons. Um, mm-hmm. the shareholders are not happy. 
yeah because yeah. money reasons yeah. yeah so kathleen kennedy um did the the talk the presentation on the films um but they're looking at um several different films different spots in the in the the timeline um so um Dave Filoni is going to be doing a film that's set between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Um, and the timeline of all the shows, of the shows. <laughs> pretty much. Um, there's going to be a, a film called Dawn of the Jedi, which is going to focus on the first Jedi to ever master the Force. Okay, that's interesting. I'm interested in that. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, um, then we're going to get, uh, a film set 15 years after the rise of Skywalker and Daisy Ridley is going to return as Ray, uh, to, this is going to be Ray post everything and her endeavor to rebuild the, the Jedi order. So... Um, I, I, I hope, I, I hope she isn't, you know, a hermit and kind of jaded and yeah. about everything because, uh -huh. you know, we, already, we, we went down that road mm -hmm. several times. Yeah. Several, <laughs> several times. And, uh, you know, been there, so, done that, got the t-shirt. I mean, uh -huh. if, that, if that's how we, if that's how we're going to treat our, our Jedi then, or, or, you know, heroic Jedi, then I guess, you know, that's, it's her turn then. <laughs> yeah but mm -hmm. hopefully not this is i don't know it's kind of weird because last i heard like all of the the new tri sequel trilogy characters like the new characters are like yeah we're done like, mm -hmm. but i guess if you throw enough money at somebody they'll or say oh okay yeah i'll i'll, I'll come back mm -hmm. it's, pretty much yeah that's really all I got. Yep. Well, and that's really all we got. So, yep. <laughs> obviously, they're also hyping up uh, stuff that's happening right now, like, you know, the hyping up the Mandalorian as we get into the last few episodes of the season and all that fun stuff. And of course, there's just, a, you know, there's a lot to do at Star Wars Celebration, not just panels, but lots of stuff to look at and Mm -hmm. people to see and all those sorts of sorts of fun things so i mean a few uh solo groups on facebook and just some people who who got to go mm -hmm. yep yeah if you if you if for some reason you're still not following her friend of the show jen markham uh and mm -hmm. her husband mm -hmm. are there <laughs> so yep. They've been in Europe for a little bit, actually. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, but yeah. So, uh, go uh, yeah. go check out Jen's uh, little videos and stuff that she uh, has been posting on on her social media. So, mm -hmm. and her her girl Google went with them. So, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Trooper mom had to stay home because Trooper mom's out the uh, wardrobe doesn't fit in the suitcase. Uh oh. Uh, 
So, but Grogu, Grogu got Grogu got to go go to London uh, to Star Wars Celebration with um, uh, Auntie uh, Jenner. So, so. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> so, yeah, I her, some of those her wardrobe fits a little better in the suitcase. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it would probably probably be a little tricky to get some of those costumes through customs. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, all right. Well, that's really it for the news, because Marvel, right before we started recording earlier today, let us know that we're going to get our first teaser for the Marvels tomorrow. Woo! Um, we will talk hey. about that next week. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Marvel. So, yes. moving on. Well, at least they didn't drop it tonight. So, yes, yeah. <laughs> they at least gave us a heads up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so let's move on to feedback. So got some feedback from Shalane. Of course, we talk a musical. <laughs> Shalane's on it. Yeah, um, she is. And she, she, she does start her feedback with a valid question. Why are you talking about Beetlejuice in April? Because uh, we can. It's yeah, our show. We, we can do what we want. Because we're saving other ones for October. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So we can do other things in October. I mean, the show just ended, and yeah. now it's getting ready to go on tour. If we waited till October, then most of the tour would be over, and then be you know people would be like, "Oh, I wish I'd known about that sooner." So, yep, yeah. You There's know. a bit of a method to our madness at times. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Everything we do is planned out to the letter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah oh we just we just we do what we do so um so but going on yeah i mean it's a valid question do we have a a really really good answer not really just uh yeah we just do what we do (laughs) so um she says, but going on with Beetlejuice, I've watched it a couple times when I was young with my siblings during Halloween. Uh, she says, I didn't know that it was PG-13, but it was funny. Uh, she says she remembers watching the TV series, the cartoon, when she was younger, which definitely was more kid-friendly. Um, she said, the only movies I've what? seen were... Okay, I've got Yeah. And when would she have watched it? Because she it was it was off the air before she was born. I'm gonna have to talk to her about that. Yeah, maybe she's having a, a Mandela moment. Maybe, maybe, or maybe it was on rerun somewhere. I don't know. It could have been because I'm. I yeah. don't necessarily think I watched it when it was brand new. I it may have been. It may have been on repeats on some I, random like cable channel or something. Maybe. Yeah, because I vaguely remember catching like it a on Cartoon Saturday, Network or Saturday morning cartoons, and I remember possible. catching it on yeah. some re on reruns somewhere but for the life of me i can't remember where the reruns yeah i saw yeah i don't know well it, it's yeah it's probably reruns that i'm like well i don't yeah. think you saw it on first run because yeah that was that was my time kid yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're all dagnabbit uh yes we are <laughs> i will own it yep the, the, uh the, 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 
anyway. uh, says the <laughs> the thing the uh movies that she's seen went on a writer in are uh Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands, uh Little Women, uh Mr. Deeds, The Crucible, and of course Stranger Things. Um she says her favorite Catherine O'Hara performances are Schitt's Creek, Beetlejuice, and Home Alone, which those are all good. Yeah. Um, she says, I never knew that Michael Keaton was a comedy dude. <laughs> oh, oh yes, what? he can do the comedy, but then he can also do dark very, very well. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanna I wanna say like when he did like TV, it was yep. comedy. Yeah. Well, and you watch you watch Batman even, like there are like it's a serious role. Don't get me wrong. Yep. But mm-hmm. there are some moments where you're just like, okay, you're you're actually kind of funny. Yeah. Mr. Mom. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Mom. Yes. There you go. That's right. Mr. Mom. Yeah. That was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So he he can do he can do comedy. Um yeah. well. Um he says I I've only ever seen serious serious um performances in like Batman or in Spider-Man Homecoming. Um but she she says she has seen him in, in Mr. Mom. Um ah. yeah. Uh and he's also Herbie fully loaded. I don't think I watched that one. Uh Toy Story 3 and Jack Frost. So um says if your town local theater Gets the they gets the the tour the the tour of Beetlejuice. There are some people I worked with at a different theater company that are working on that tour. That's cool. Oh, so. very. But when you're flipping through your playbill, <laughs> like Shalane knows these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I think sometimes the the um the those those touring shows you know will stay in uh, a town for you know a decent stretch um mm-hmm. so sometimes they'll pick up workers that are local just for their that time there because there's a fellow disney yeah. fan that i know that uh wherever it is she lives at the uh tour of um six just left her city and she got to work on it while it was there so Oh, that's cool. Uh, says, are you girls planning to do more Tim Burton movies like Edward Scissorhands, Corpse Bride, Alice in Wonderland, and of course, Nightmare Before Christmas? Probably. We'll get there. She says, I'm surprised Beetlejuice became a musical. I'm sure a lot of people felt that way. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm still waiting for Edward Scissorhands to be a musical because I stand see. Uh I should have a song in there. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, that could work. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I want that. Yeah. I really, really want that now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, speaking of Gold Standard, was wondering if you guys were going to talk about the three Lord of the Rings, like you did with all three Godfather movies. Uh, says, uh, says, uh, but uh she says well listen to your episode about the first film in a franchise like rocky and the first film could cover all the movies in that series so if you could return the king you will cover all three lord of the rings movies. no we will we will give the other two lord of the rings movies 
their their time in uh on 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 gold standard we will not leave it with just return of the king and try to recap i wish we could do both of the the other two before we got to return of the king but it's just not going to happen unfortunately um i know we talked to uh, i'm sure it's been requested by at least one of our patrons that they requested the, the first two but i honestly would not like to have our lord of the rings discussions behind a paywall um so the first two may wait until after we're caught up with all the best picture winners and we can depending on what we decide to do we'll have more freedom in picking what we're going to review so mm -hmm. um yeah i'll have to we're scheduled to have a a planning session between nick zan and i uh in a couple of months to fit to hash out the details of what we're going to do after we get caught up with all the the best picture winners but uh i because i know our patreon is scheduled out through the end of this year anyway so um but i i will make the argument that i would like for fellowship and two towers to be not behind a paywall <laughs> so mm -hmm. Godfather Part Three, perfectly fine with that. <laughs> so, so the so the so the short answer to a long explanation is watch this space. Yes, or watch that space. So yes, gold standard space. Yep, I'll let you know. Yep, pretty much. Exactly. Stuff is happening. Yep. Uh. So <laughs> She says, uh, so with Blue's Clues, is Blue a girl or a boy? Blue is a girl. Blue is a girl. Magenta yep, is a girl. Magenta. Yep. Periwinkle the cat is a boy. Yep. Uh, she says, yes, I, yes, I watched Blue's Clues when I was younger. Yeah, you're closer to the age demographic that, that they were aiming yes. for when yes, Blue's Clues was originally is, on. So. <laughs> you and Allison watched it. Yeah. Along with Franklin, Winnie the Pooh, Sesame Street, Barney, Teletubbies, Arthur, Bear in the Blue House. Yeah. That was prime, that prime, prime time for young children's yeah. TV shows. Mm -hmm. um, and then she said, so here are some other movies that came out in 1988. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Die Hard, one of my favorites. Oliver and Company, Willow, and Ernest Saves Christmas, one of Chauncey's favorites. Uh, uh and then yeah, she mentioned some Roger rabbit at some point <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and then some other musicals based on movies mrs doubtfire which yes i'm aware that that's a that's a thing um tootsie life of pie which that's very interesting that they somehow managed to turn that into a musical but hey you know, if they could turn The Lion King into a musical, why not? Um, Matilda, which definitely I have a couple of songs on my of on from the Matilda set the cast uh, recording on my Broadway playlist on Spotify. Uh, <laughs> uh, Back to the Future, which I would love to see that. I would love yeah. to see the Back that to the Future musical. Really cool. Yeah, it does look really cool. Yeah. Um, School of Rock. Yep. Um, and then 
Mean Girls is getting the hairspray treatment where it was a movie first that wasn't a musical, then got turned into a stage musical, and now they're doing a movie version of the musical. Wibbly wobbly timing. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. It's like we're just recycling IT at this point. Yeah. So, yes, I, I know that they are giving the Mean Girls musical the hairspray treatment so but i've never seen the hair the uh the the mean girls musical i've seen the mean girls <laughs> the original movie which apparently <laughs> a lot of that cast is going to be in the movie version of the musical so hopefully not playing the same characters because no means- they're not <laughs> okay so i was like how no they gotta be like playing the teachers or something yeah it's all like mean girls next generation yeah Ra- rachel mcadams is a little old to be playing regina george now uh yeah i mean i i know dawson casting is a thing but even that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah yeah no uh so i'm assuming Lindsay lohan's gonna make an appearance maybe I don't know how how involved she's going to be, considering she's expecting her first child. So, uh, well, <laughs> find out. They, they they pay her enough; she'll show up. Yep. And for just a cameo for a day. Yep. Uh, that is all of Shalane's feedback. I've got some feedback from Aaron. His subject line: "This thing reads like stereo instructions." <laughs> <laughs> nice reference. Uh, she says uh, he says hello my five-ish hosts Beetlejuice is a fun movie that I like to revisit on a regular basis I remember seeing the cartoon first and hating it in fact for the longest time I didn't want to watch the movie because I detested the cartoon it wasn't until high school when a friend explained how different they are yes they are very very different yeah (laughs) That I did get a chance to see the musical last month, which is very cool. I'm very jealous. Um, and I really wasn't a fan of it. I know musicals aren't direct adaptations, but I found the focus being on Lydia trying to find her dead mother instead of the Maitlands versus the Deets kind of boring. Having said that, so having said that, the actor playing Beetlejuice chewed up so much scenery, it was hard not to love him. The best part, <laughs> never world juice. An adult beverage, they were selling at concession, concessions. That was delicious. <laughs> Take care, Aaron. Yeah, well, the, the, as long the, as they got as long as they got Beetlejuice right. I, the rest of it's just kind of like whatever. <laughs> you're I mean, really just there to, to the title yeah i mean you're really just kind of watching to, to see beetlejuice do what, what what did i say that somebody called him the deadpool of broadway so yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> that's really what you're there for and the songs you know a lot of the songs are catchy so Uh, but yeah, the the it, the plot definitely deviates significantly <laughs> from 
the the movie and the focus is is definitely different but um but yeah it's it's just fun <laughs> from what i've seen so i'm i'm excited to eventually see it hopefully at some point <laughs> It comes close to me. I'll have the entire score, all the lyrics memorized by then. Oh. That is it for the feedback. Thank you, Aaron and Shalane. Thanks, indeed. Oh, and speaking about other movies that came out in 1988, well, one version. Uh, the original version came out in 1988. In Japan. <laughs> in Japan. And then the first English version, depending on which one you're talking about, either 1989 or 1993. Yes. So I... <laughs> and then okay. another version in 2005. <laughs> so... Yes. Which was so weird for some of us who uh, rented My Neighbor Totoro from the movie rental place in our little local town in the mm -hmm. early nineties. And then years later went back to watch it again. Like, wait, I don't remember. Or I remember it differently. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so we were kids and I don't really know why it caught our attention. Cause it, what it was is um, our local grocery store also had like a little corner where, Hey, come rent movies. And I just remember we were, going by there and I'm like hey this movie looks cute mom can we get it and I had no concept of this was from Japan or you know anime anything like that I just like it's these cute you know this cute little these cute little girls and this great big raccoon cat looking thing mm -hmm. and it looks like fun so we rented it and oh gosh it is like so cute mm -hmm. like that is um Jared and that, I that, thought actually yeah. Yeah, we saw it the, in theaters because the, of the Ghibli Fest a couple weeks ago, yeah. and it's oh gosh, I'm like this is so the cute one the one so term fun. that I keep hearing is charming, charming, heartwarming, yes, because mm -hmm. yeah. I mean compared to like some of the other, I mean we've only done two other Ghibli movies at this point, mm -hmm. but compared to Spirited Away and Kiki, mm -hmm. this one really. It's just kind of a small pocket of time mm -hmm. in the life of these two girls. Yeah. They call it, the genre is called slice of life. I don't know when yeah. that, that term came into common usage. I yeah. highly doubt it was when Totoro first came out, but that's what it is. And yeah. if you don't But there's know, no, there's no yeah. real like protagonist or antagonist. No, no there's not, there's not a conflict. It's, other than, you know, these girls, the, the, the two girls, these two sisters and their dad move out to the country to be close yeah. to where their mom is recovering or convalescing or she's in a country hospital with a with a with a disease. They never say specifically what it is, but part of this is autobiographical for Hayao Miyazaki, whose mother. Yeah. Um, uh, there, there was like a little feature after the movie. Tuberculosis is tuberculosis. what. M yeah. Miyazaki's mother uh, suffered yeah. from so yeah so, so it's kind of assumed that's what the mother in Totoro has but it's never specified um which but it's like which would make sense when yeah um 
when um you know satsuki uh-huh. you know when the great when grandmother's trying to like you know make her feel better because they found out that their mom's not coming home mm-hmm. from the for the weekend from the hospital and she's like oh your mom just got a little cold and then satsuki's like well that's how it started last time yeah is she was supposed to have just a little cold yeah so which you know you can you can understand why satsuki's like Oh, that's what they told me last time. And now my mother's in the hospital and never. She's like, yeah. So she's like been she's in the hospital for ages, and mm-hmm. yeah. she's never gonna come. So it's home, like so. it's like you know when you're a kid and that age and those things are happening and grown-ups either can't or won't give you a, a more detailed explanation. But you know at that age I wouldn't. I wouldn't right. like give him all the gory details, but. You know, yeah. explaining to them like your mom's on. got tuberculosis. This is very awful <laughs> respiratory disease. She's gonna yeah. die. <laughs> right, yeah. And depending, you know, like for some versions there's vaccines, for others there's not. It could be fatal. And also this <laughs> is like nineteen fifties Japan. Yeah. So you know, post war Japan and Yeah. I mean things were getting better, but out in the country, not as much. But I mean, you don't really I mean, all, all you know is the mother isn't there, and they live, and their father, you know, has to take a bus into the city to go because he's a he's a university professor, and they can't call very easily because they don't have a phone in their house. If the, the neighbors, so these girls, other than they, you know, Granny is taking care of them. Uh, this this old lady, voiced by Pat Carroll of, you know, the the late great Pat Carroll, um, Ursula I, herself, Ursula herself, which, yep. you know. It, it, we know and love her as Ursula, but to hear her as this sweet older lady who's, you know, helping out with these children, I don't think they're actually, she's actually their grandmother, but I mean, you know, in, in Japanese, especially, there's a lot of honorifics, and yeah. I'm sure that's how they, they translated it, because that would, that would make sense. Um, yeah, because in the 93 it. dubs, they call her Nanny. Yeah. So. You know, or, you know, Old Woman is, is another one I've heard, not in Tokyo, but in other um other anime but um but gra- yeah. granny makes granny makes perfect sense um so she's like kind of a neighbor lady but it's like everybody in this little village i don't even want to call it a town but this village they all look out for each other they all take care of each other and like even these girls who are like they moved from the city they could be you know you know if this if this movie had come out you know modern day or, or something like that they would be like really snotty didn't want to move out to the country but no these girls and their dad it's like this is an adventure mm-hmm. and they you know and they, and you have may who she goes and you know she sees the little sprites and she's following them and ends up in in totoro's forest and meets the totoros and all those things and they're very respectful because they're the, the the spirits of the forest and it's just it's very sweet and charming like we said Mm-hmm. and you know this is and, and and like it seems the 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 spirits as in most Miyazaki movies it's it it they're real and they coincide with you know the real world and it's not just you know in their imagine in the girls imaginations mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. point where they have this whole nighttime ritual of, of growing the tree and the girls see it as like we're building you know this great big ginormous tree and then in the morning, those little seeds have started to sprout, and you're, they're mm-hmm. so excited, and it's so cute. Yes. And just those simple little things. It's like this this movie is childhood. You know, mm-hmm. whatever, like we all talk about, that's my childhood, that's this. 
it's like this is the spirit of childhood if not your exact childhood but that's like like Mm -hmm. everything is just so fun and amazing and awe-inspiring and your parents are just like you know you're, you're like the dad is like yes this you know this is what's going on he never like puts them down i mean considering the amount of like material we you know we have consumed you know disney or otherwise where like either a parent is missing or Mm -hmm. what parents they do have are just like pieces of shit and would never win Mm -hmm. parent of the year right no they're well i mean their dad yeah. even their mom though too i mean when yeah. when they're visiting their mom yeah. you know when they do get to visit their mom in the hospital and she's asking about the house and they're like it's haunted and she's like oh great i can't wait to meet some ghosts yeah uh-huh. yeah like they just they yeah. encourage like even if the girls are just oh this is your imagination they encourage it mm-hmm. and they play mm-hmm. into it these two never, would win parents they, of the year yes they never <laughs> belittle the children of like, oh, you're just making up some silly stories or anything. They they play into it, and it, you know, in the end, you know, there's that whole bit where you know May runs off with the ear of corn because she wants to give it to her mom because that's what's going to heal her, her in her mind. And like nobody ever acts like that's a stupid idea, really. No. Nope. And then no, I mean it's uh, obviously the girls are upset when their mom can't come home, and Satsuki you know yeah. yells about it. Which I can, I, you know, totally get it. I understand. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And where she's the older sister and she's there and she feels like she, she has a responsibility, but that is a lot to put on a kid. Like mm-hmm. even, even if she is like, what, seven or eight? I can't, I know they said it. Suzuki's so like 10. Or 10. And May is supposed to be like four. Yeah. May, yeah. May is, I remember thinking, oh, she's not that much older than Lottie, which, you know, I'm having this moment where at the end, like, the little girl like may is missing and they find mm-hmm. this kid's shoe in the water and i'm like you know my mama heart is like that's not hers i know it's not hers because i've seen this movie but ah just uh-huh. ah because mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this isn't that kind of movie <laughs> but i'm like that's you know i'm thinking of i'm thinking of my little girl like no 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 mm-hmm. but um but but yeah it's I mean, it's just, it's so imaginative and so cool. I just, I love all the visuals, uh, you know, all those, like, like that one, the one that I really, like, okay, so May goes into the, the forest, and, like, she, she stumbles on Totoro, because he's sleeping, and then he kind of wakes up, and there's that shot where it's, like, from the point of view of the Totoro's mouth, there's all these, there's the tongue and all these teeth, and May's like, wow, and then she growls, <laughs> goes, ah, <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is like Ghibli, Miyazaki, just, ah, oh, your animation, your style, your, all of this stuff is just so, so, so hey, good. There's a reason that the Totoro has kind of become like yeah. the symbol. He's become like the Mickey yeah. Mouse of, of Studio yeah, Ghibli. He's, he's the mm-hmm. mascot, even though this is not um, Miyazaki's first movie with, I think it, first movie with the studio but it's i know this isn't his very first this isn't his first movie to mm-hmm. be made but this is the first one that really made an impact on film yeah. in, in japan and and in and in other countries as well so yeah. it, and it's just it and um so like i said before it is uh izaki has said this is this is autobiographical to a point where 
I mean, he changed it so it was, you know, sisters and because he had all brothers. Um, mm-hmm. So he changed it that far so it wouldn't be strictly autobiographical, but a lot of what happens here, um, as far as like the mom and and the 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 parents and the 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 kids having to kind of be on their own for day to day things and that mm-hmm. and going and living in the country, a lot of that actually happened to him. And you know maybe it's you know as, as a kid and you know you've got this going on, you're like oh you know I wish there was you know some some you know benevolent spirit or whatever to come and take me away from all this or even just give me a break from Mm -hmm. worrying about my mother and you never like like the totoros and the spirits and the cat bus they don't really talk i mean they you know there's like grunts and things and pointing but it's like yes they understand what's what's going on with these girls or they at least understand that they need some help or they need mm-hmm. somebody to be there for them, even though mm-hmm. there's lots of people that are there for them. Like Granny's yep. helping out, their neighbors are helping out as much as they can. Um, but it's like you need someone to take care of not just your, you know, your physical needs, making sure you're safe, whatever. You need someone to like, I don't want to say take your mind off it, but at least give you a sense of it's going to be okay. Like whatever's mm-hmm. going on, you know, you will be okay. Yeah. And you will be looked after and somebody is there, you know, whether it's you know, a supernatural thing or, or something like that, just just to be there and not to not not necessarily just to be like, make sure you're fed and clothed and sheltered, mm-hmm. which are all important, but it's more that intangible. I need to feel safe. I need to feel like it's OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for it's... kids, it's. It's you yeah. know tapping into that whether it's in their imagination or actually real, and the movie suggests that this is that these spirits are real. They're looking out for these girls and just for this family. because yeah. when Satsuki goes to Tortoro and says, "Hey, Mai's missing," because at first he doesn't want to wake up, mm-hmm. you know, kind of ignoring her. I don't know, maybe it's because with her being the oldest, and yeah. then as soon as she says she's missing, he's up and they're just like get bus work <laughs> we, we got yeah, this like, let's go we got this let's go find the girl move it move it move it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah because it's, it's 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 interesting you know from when you know when this, when this the, the you know the time period this is kind of set in versus the time period it was made versus mm-hmm. now it's interesting the um the Japanese culture is it's become uh, I, I think it's always kind of been a thing but I think with things like social media it's become more the outside the rest of the world's figuring it out that yeah um when it comes to their children mm-hmm. children are you know obviously they're they're part of the family you know their own family their blood family but society as a whole the japanese have got this you know kind of cultural mentality that all children are part of this big family Mm -hmm. of just japanese society and they watch out for each other like i know it went a little viral there for a minute that I think it was on Netflix that TV show where 
it showed like Japanese kids being sent off to like the market when they're like three. Oh, yeah, yeah. to go buy groceries. Mm-hmm. But they yeah. actually do that because they mm-hmm. know that the other people are going to watch that child, even if it's not their kid. Yes. So mm-hmm. having set, you know, so so their father having to go off mm-hmm. into the, you know, to take the bus or whatever to go to work at the university, and these two girls essentially being left alone, except with just like you know, granny, nanny, whatever, random neighbor boy when they first move in, he's like, your house is haunted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, for the most part, the girls are kind of left to their own devices mm-hmm. which Even, if they yeah. didn't it, have this gray cloud of their mom's you know health over them it probably wouldn't be as big a deal yeah but because the fact that they have a parental figure who whose you know further existence in their life is kind of up in the air because they don't they don't know whether you know she's gonna live or well, you know I she's mean, gonna the stay doctor, in the hospital for yeah. the like rest the of her life dictate whether or not she can leave the hospital for just a visit right like, you know, yeah and then the, you know they've got a father that has to physically leave every day to go to work to provide for them yeah yeah, you know, it's so it's like, like they've got one parent that's actually gone, you know, to a point where they can't get to her easily, which is why May runs off, but she gets lost mm-hmm. because she doesn't actually know how to get to the hospital. And then you've got well, a father even the dad that got lost one at one point getting to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then you know, you've got the father that is you know, when he's home, he's very present. You know, he's oh, playing yeah. with the girls and joking with them and all sorts mm-hmm. of things. But at the same time, they're taking on more responsibility girls, like, yeah. than children their age should have to take on. Yeah, they have to grow up. There's definitely a sense, especially with Satsuki. And I know I'm probably not pronouncing her name right. Yeah, but like, like she really has to take on a lot of responsibility. She has Um, almost taken on the mother role. Oh yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm sure. I'm not saying this because I want a sequel to Totoro. I absolutely do not want a sequel to Totoro. But I mean, there is like a little mini one at the museum, but you have to be in Japan to see that. Um, But uh, like, it would be interesting to see like how she grew up, like what kind of personality she developed, and. You know how you know with that mothering, that that you know that sense of being in charge and being the mom to her little mm-hmm. sister really kind of stuck with her, or you know how that because that that does happen with kids, you know, Japanese or otherwise, who you know for whatever reason they have to take care of all the younger siblings because you know one parent you know one parent's gone and the other has to work all the time, and it's just interesting to see to see that dynamic of. You know, you didn't really get a childhood because all this right. other stuff happened and you had to grow mm-hmm. up really fast. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Unfortunately, I can yeah. I can relate to a point. <laughs> I, yeah. can, I can too. Which, <laughs> yeah, which is funny that we're talking about such heavy subjects on, on this movie in particular that does have that reputation and rightly, rightly um, earned of being a very heartwarming and and heartfelt and cute story that doesn't have a lot of heavy or doesn't deal with a lot of heavy subjects directly like the mother's illness is mentioned but it's never like this 
this heaviness on the on the story on the movie and it's just about these girls you know exploring their new home and growing up and and having adventures and I mean, you watch you watch the movie, and the the opening credit song is like very much, "Hey, let's go, and we're gonna go exploring and see things, and you know, be very wowed and and in awe of what of these of this new place and mm-hmm. and its creatures and what we see, and you know, and it's just May walking back and forth with her little hat and and the little the little baby Totoro's following her mm-hmm. around. And it's just like. This is so adorable. I yes. love it. And, and they need to come up with something so they don't forget the umbrella. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, you see that scene with the umbrella and they're standing mm-hmm. at the bus stop in the rain and the and and May is asleep and standing here and you know. Like your dad needs his umbrella back. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, and it's just so funny. They're like, "Oh no, he still has dad's umbrella." It's like that's yeah. what we're worried about. <laughs> yes, apparently that's what we're worried about. Like, okay, dad needs the umbrella more than we need it. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, wait, can we get that back? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, dad's a, a a university professor. He needs to look respectable yeah. and can't be looking mm-hmm. like a drowned rat right that is true that is true and it's and that's one of those things it's like that kids are so worried about it's like dad needs his umbrella even though he forgot it and you know probably he would probably rather you stay home and be safe and dry but nope he needs his umbrella so we're going out to meet him at the bus stop mm-hmm. we're gonna hike out there to, to do it even though the bus is probably good Yeah, I think that's the 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 overall I think takeaway or whatever you want to call it of mm-hmm. this film in general is it's really just life, mm-hmm. but it's from the child's perspective. Yeah, and. But it still know, appeals to to adults, so it's like it doesn't talk down to kids doesn't yeah. treat them like idiots but it also doesn't treat the parents like oh i you know i have to this has to be for kids so it's not for you so mm-hmm. you just put this on and you know let it entertain your child while you go do something else no this one is the whole family can enjoy this one yeah and they will all get something out of it and and like i said i watched it when i was when i was young when i was probably like five or six if I remember my, my dates correctly when we when we first watched this. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is so fun. They're going on an adventure. And now I watch it as an adult and I see these two cute little girls just, oh my goodness. And one of them reminds me of my daughter. And so it is, you know, she is sassy and gets in trouble and <laughs> gets into mischief. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you. And, <laughs> you know, it's just kind of got that stubborn streak. And I could totally see her running off with an ear of corn if she thought that it was <laughs> going to help somebody. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> Where I'm that, like, <laughs> to tell you the you're, truth, you're, that, that would have been me at that age too. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Mm-hmm. You're fine <laughs> until Lottie tries running out the front door and you go and she's like, I'm just gonna run some air. Oh my gosh. No, no, we go up to get Alex off the bus. It's happened today. And she is just, <laughs> yeah, we gotta go get Alex. And she just ran. 
down the sidewalk. I cannot keep up with her. I'm like, get back here. And she's like, I go get Alice. <laughs> I'm like, and it's down to the, we have our lane, which is, you know, just this little branch off of, it's not really a busy road, but it, it gets, you know, it has its moments. And I'm like, please don't run out the road. Please, 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 please. And she knows, but it's still like really freaky just to see her running breakneck. And I'm like, please don't trip. Please don't run out the road. Please, you know, nobody stop and grab her. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then she's like, look at logic. And then I get that and I get up there and I'm like, Wadi, I cannot keep up with you. And she's just giggling. And then I sit down on the little uh, by the fence where there's a little ledge. And she goes, Mommy, I need snuggles. And I'm like, Aww. You are adorable. Sometimes I want to wring your neck, but you're adorable. Because <laughs> you scare the crap out of me, child. But yes, I'm like, as an adult, as a parent, I'm like, the, the parent stuff hits me a little differently, but also the, I, I still got, you know, that sense of, you know, let kids be kids, let them have these, these things and let them see the world and see it through their own eyes and not, you know, and let them process. Yeah, let them process Ew. what's going on. Yeah, you know when when um, you know the girls have their fight, mm-hmm. and you know when uh you know Satsuki tells May that you know their mom's not gonna not gonna be able to come home for the weekend, and May is like you know being four being four she's like it's not mm-hmm. fair. Yeah. And, and she she's like, understand. well, you want her to come home and get, you know, get more sick? Do you want her to die? And then she's like, you know, May is just like, yeah, you know, throwing a yeah. hissy fit. And so Suki's like, well, you just grow up. And it's like, you know, I know it's just, it's the heat of the moment because they're both stressed. And because mm-hmm. of their ages, they don't have the the capability to process these emotions. But what they're going through is very accurate. For children mm-hmm. their age is the yeah. you know, children they feel they get these you know emotions whether it's mm-hmm. happy or sad or frightened or angry or whatever but it's they're so big right yes. and, and they don't have process they don't right. yeah they don't have the the tools to process which you know i can't blame any kid for you know that because i'm you know, forty freaking years old, and he is, I have problems. You know, <laughs> processing my emotions sometimes. So I'm not going to yeah, be like you actually, up. Yeah, and <laughs> so. you actually know, you actually know what's going on, and, and right. you know, you have the words for it. And these kids, but it it, it doesn't know. it doesn't make the feelings any less. No, no, because no. there's sometimes no. where you want to revert and scream and yell and be that yeah. four three year old to process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I have had yeah. moments like that as as an, a full fledged adult where I just want mm-hmm. to, you know, to, like, to yell to and scream and just let it all out you know mr rogers was onto something you know floor kick the legs and pound the arms and be done with it Mm -hmm. like i want to throw a tantrum why can't i throw a tantrum right now i don't care yeah so but you know it's just i mean that's kind of the closest we get to any conflict right in this entire entire film and it's really Mm -hmm. just it just goes to show Hey, how much these girls have been probably keeping stuff in, yeah, to yeah, the point where it finally breaks breaks loose, yeah, 
and then they I mean, don't know what to do with it and yeah that's Which, you know and then you end up with kid I, logic uh, with may deciding to run yeah. away to try to get to herself to the hospital to take her mom in ear of corn so yeah because she because because you know they've been growing this it's like if i eat this corn or you know if i give this corn to my mom will it make her feel better and granny doesn't want to you know dash her hopes or anything she's like oh i think she will love to eat the corn and she's like hey that tears it that's gonna that's gonna make mommy better mm-hmm. like well you know good food yes <laughs> that that does help but um but yeah it's like well and i also think part of that is almost a credit to their dad because i mean and you never you never see it in this movie um for, for good reason but it's like what is he going through like having to be the single parent, having mm-hmm. to provide for them. Your 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 wife, you know, your spouse is in the hospital, and there's just all of that. And you you know you've got to you know help help your daughters, help your girls get through this, and still have a sense of childhood and family, and feel loved and and cared for. That's a lot on a person. <laughs> Right. You know, and I, mean, univers- I don't care if you're a super smart university professor. And he, he does, you know, at least from the point of view of the kids. And obviously this movie is told from their point of view. They love their dad. They oh, love yeah. him. And he definitely like he plays with them and he mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, he's, he's just, he's there for them. And he, he's, he's like, yeah, fantastic dad. He, mm-hmm. he oh, yeah. knows exactly what to do, and he's their hero. And I'm like, ah, oh, love this. It's like that first night that they moved in after they met Granny, and they were talking about the the dust mm-hmm. mites and the dirt mm-hmm. and the cleaning. I mean, when they pile into that bathtub, I mean, Dad's just like, okay, this is you know a chance for me to relax with yeah. my girl, you yeah. know. And then try to forget things for a bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's probably yeah. from the kids' perspective, but too, dad's kind of seeing the joy that the girls are having in the new place yeah. and how they're playing and exploring, mm-hmm. and that yeah. too. So I think that makes him feel better because that's one less worry for him. Yeah, well, he has to worry that they're, that they're adjusting and and being okay. And then also, because right. I I know I know people will get like weirded out about this, but that whole you know bath bathing scene that's actually a Japanese custom, and I think it yeah. is kind of a thing today. Is families bathe together regardless of gender, and I mean right. like there you go, you know, there's like hot springs that they that you go to on vacation, and um and like the whole all the family members just get in and enjoy. So that right. that whole thing that is actually very innocent and sweet. Whereas oh, I yeah. think some people would be like, "Oh, what's this?" and like, it's it's a, it's a cultural thing. Yeah. So it's culture, if you see this culture, movie and you're yeah. wondering, that's what it is. That's totally yeah. normal. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, it's so funny and so sweet that he's just like, you know, getting up and splashing, and they're giggling, and it's cute, and it's just it's just a family just settling into their new house and and just having fun. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, though yeah. this uh was uh originally released, um they didn't actually think it was gonna gonna do that well. <laughs> yeah. So well and then um, um, they ended up releasing happy. it as a part of a double billing. So they're like, oh. well, if people come see 
the the movie before it, then and, and yeah, the movie just... before it is Grave of the Fireflies, which is I haven't seen it because I don't think I could get through it without just falling. Um, yeah, from what I heard, what that's about, and yeah, uh, I I would suggest if you want to know, just go look it up on Wikipedia or something. It is it is it is very poignant, and and what I what I have seen of it is very good. It is so dang sad. So they're mm-hmm. like, here, you can cry at Grave of the Fireflies and then be happy with my neighbor Totoro, which yeah. I guess is a good, a good um, uh, strategy for marketing, but it's like, oh dear. It's like, hello, yeah. mood whiplash. Like, yeah. as cute and charming and sweet as Totoro is, Grave of the Fireflies is depressing and sad, and you just. <laughs> so. If you're into those kinds of movies, knock yourself out. Yeah. Enjoy. Well, Not and, and yeah, to, you know, Miyazaki's and everyone's, mm-hmm. you know, relief, it did take off. <laughs> so, yes. um, and ended up doing very well and is, mm-hmm. you know, has a, a cult following. A lot of people consider it one of the greatest movies of all time. Oh yeah, uh, it it's is. definitely at least one of the greatest animated movies of all time. Yes, yes. Um, and, and Miyazaki just—I mean, this was like I said, this wasn't his first one, but it is the one that kind of put Ghibli, Studio Ghibli, on the map. And and it was funny because when we went and saw it in the theater, it was part of you know Ghibli Fest, and they also they all they always do like some little featurette or something either before or after the movie. And so there was like a little clip of a documentary. It was done in Japan, you know, dubbed over and subtitled in, in English. And they did some interviews with, with Hayao Miyazaki. And there's this bit, I mean, it's like, it's a recent interview. So, you know, he's an adult, he's older, you can tell that he's, and he's talking about how, you know, if I don't feel like I, I've entertained people, then I don't feel like my life is worth living. And I'm like, you adorable, wonderful man. I need mm. to give you a hug. It might like be very taboo in your culture and might be a little off-putting, but you have no idea just how much joy and wonder you have brought to the world. And if you think this as an old man with all your accomplishments and the things you've done, I just I'm like I don't know what to say because you are just oh Miyazaki, you're you're brilliant. You're you're wonderful. Like mm. everything that he's done whether it's Totoro or Spirited Away or Kiki or you know any of his other amazing movies, I'm like, how can you think? I'm like, I, I mean, I, I, I can understand how you think that. I know, but I'm just, like, oh, does anyone, does anyone tell you just how amazing you are ever? Because you are. <laughs> Somebody needs to tell this man that he's that he's brilliant and he gets mm-hmm. it and he understands like. Not just you know, kids and animation and things, but just just people. He understands people and their stories and how they live and what they want and you know what finger on the joy. Pulse. Yes, he's got it. And it's like it feels like I mean he's just he had a really sad childhood and it took him a while to get into the industry. And you know he he started working for one studio and it didn't work out. And then he started like Studio Ghibli. Um, existed before him but he kind of his success kind of helped him basically take it over and make it what it is now mm-hmm. um, so I'm just like okay all you people that are carrying on this legacy do not screw it up right the good the, 
thing about about Japan and Japanese culture is they know they uh-huh. know what they have they know what what they have to to carry on and they take it seriously so I'm just that, like yes that major level of respect yes it's like there is there is respect and uh, loyalty and honor in all of this mm-hmm. and it's like I mean Studio Ghibli has put out a few clunkers um but you know what mostly in relation to what they accomplished before um but never never anything that was Miyazaki um was has been bad like oh like anytime he's done anything it's been it's been really good any any movie he's he's worked on has been and some of these other filmmakers yeah there there's a lot of them that are just <clears throat> they're they're spot on. so mm-hmm. i'm not worried about studio ghibli for now <laughs> yeah um, but yeah but yeah hayao miyazaki is just i i know he doesn't like the comparison but i think when 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 he was interviewed and asked this question i think he might have mistaken uh the man from or the company instead of the man but he is most definitely in the in the mold of walt disney mm-hmm. the man not necessarily the company um, right, because he actually kind of didn't like that comparison, but I think I, there's something lost in translation there. Um, yeah, because he was asked about that years and years ago. But yeah, he is, you know, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know that you could call one or the other greater than than the other. I think they're very much in that same mold of wanting to make people happy and understanding storytelling and creativity and all those great and awesome things that makes movies amazing and yeah, I I can't say enough good about uh, about Miyazaki. Mm. Now, when I, you I saw it in the special. in the movie theater, was that the is that was that it subtitled? Oh, we saw the dub, so it was um the uh, two thousand five dub. Yeah, so it was okay. Dakota Fanning the Disney Fanning. dub. <laughs> yes, yes. So there there are two there are two dubs. Well, maybe three, but. Well, um, it's so- it. There's two dubs, but the first dub was released multiple times over yeah. so many years because they the movie originally came out in '88, mm-hmm. but then they immediately did a dub for yeah. Japanese airline flights as an in-flight yeah. movie. Okay, um, that's what it was. Yeah, and that was in '89, mm-hmm. and then in '93 is when that that same dub was able to be released on uh well it was able to be released as a theatrical release in the u.s and then fox video later released it on vhs that 93 release dub although it was under the 50th street films label technically was released by trauma oh wow (laughs) so well there you go so de- technically, this was a trauma release in 1993. <laughs> yes, <laughs> not a trauma production, yeah. just a trauma release. Um, yes. And then in 2005, yeah. Disney did their dub, which is the star studded with the the Bell and Dakota Fanning and a lot of the Disney voices yeah. names. Pat you know, Carol Leah Salonga, Frank Welker, Pat Carroll. Uh-huh. You know. Which is which is funny because you know as we all know Disney owns Fox now, but it it would be interesting. Right. Like I wonder someday if 
you know, I'm really being... surprised that the Disney version's not on Disney Plus. So Ghibli, all of the Ghibli uh, stuff is on HBO Max. Yeah. Is so it? so Disney does not mm-hmm. have the rights anymore. They have, um, yeah. So the Ghibli rights, they kind of, it's kind of weird how this all works. Um, especially, well, anime in general, just how how the how the rights are are doled out and how it's been over the years. Because years and years ago, it was just like, oh, you know, Japan's already done the animation, but we're going to tell our own story in, in the English dub and cut it up and do whatever. Right. Because, I mean, that was, yeah. Disney, a.k.a. Buena Vista Home Entertainment, in Japan mm-hmm. re- issued the VHSs in 97. Mm-hmm. And then they Disney also released the Blu-ray in Japan in 2012. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. And it might be a matter of, you know, physical media release versus streaming rights versus that, that i don't know could be it, true it, too. yeah and studio ghibli is kind of an interesting um an interesting animal just because of the way they operate and how they have operated in the united states and well just worldwide they kind of have their own thing they're doing whereas other anime um dubbing well i mean first it was like there were some you know years ago that like like cloverway and geek and um, I think Funimation came later. They would just be like, "Hey, we want the rights to these," and the Japanese companies would just would just sell them and just like, "Hey, you know, do whatever you want." And then it kind of got to the point where fans, especially, were like, "But we want more faithful dub adaptations, or, or you know, whatever." Uh, we, you know, we we want we want the original Japanese. We don't want this, you know, different way of doing it. Even if some of them do have some some good additions, it's like nah, we we want to we want to keep it more to what the the original intent was. So that's why you have multiple versions of dubs, and some just are like go out of print or just gone. They're never going to be released again. Even though some of us are like, oh, we would like to like I would love to hear the the Fox version um, dub again, but I don't mm-hmm. know that that will ever happen just because of how rights issues or rights or tied up and yeah it's complicated <laughs> which is why Totoro Totoro makes into a cameo in Toy Story 3 but not Toy Story 4 yes. <laughs> yes yes so so yeah Disney for a long time had the rights the distribution rights and John Lasseter was was um a key figure in that um but yeah like like towards the end of his time with Disney it kind of probably when or, you know, they just let the contract expire and like, hey, well, you know, streaming, whatever, HBO wants them or whatever. I don't know the details, but but yeah, other other places is kind of and also it, it goes down to like how how these other companies treat the the works. Cause I know um Miyazaki was not happy with how the original dub of Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind was done. Cause it was just chopped to pieces. I didn't actually see it, but I did. I did read the story, and when uh, I want to say when it was when when Lasseter was getting was working with with Ghibli and Disney had the rights, uh, Miyazaki actually sent them a giant pair of scissors and said no cuts <laughs> when they were dubbing the, his movies, <laughs> which I thought was funny. But no touchy, <laughs> yeah, no cuts, no cuts. <laughs> but you know they they. You know they 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 abided by his wishes, which is good. Um, mm. But it's yeah, it's I mean, just, it's the movie's only eighty eight to... minutes long to begin with. There's not a whole lot. 
Well, well, okay, not Totoro, but it was it was that was Nausicaa, but that, but it yeah, is, but yeah. they they were threat they threatened to to chop this one too for the airline, yeah. and Miyazaki's mm -hmm. like, uh, uh, no touchy, no, <laughs> no, and he is, and rightly so, he is very protective of of his IP, and and as as he should, um, I mean, I'm not, yeah, so yeah, anime dubbing is just it's a it's a, like the history of it and just how things work is it, it is a fascinating thing, but you gotta. You got to hear the story from somebody who is okay with, with, you know, English dubbing or, you know, international dubbing and not like, you know, the people are like, oh, the, you know, Japanese is the only way to watch it. You have to do it with subtitles, which is fine. But at the same time, it's like, you know, some of us have kids. <laughs> They're not going to see the movie. It's a children's movie and kids can't read that fast a no, good chunk yeah. of the time. So, yeah. <laughs> So, You're asking I mean, a lot for a little kid to be able to not only read yeah. the yeah, there, subtitles, there take it into what it means, apply it to what it is they just saw, and, and you know, and understand the story before <laughs> it off yeah. to the next thing. So yeah. there is definitely there always will be a place for 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 well done dubbing. Uh, yeah, whatever you're talking about, I just know there there are there are a lot of people who are just like dubbing purists. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you know, it's their prerogative, and the subtitles are there for those that that, that want them. Mm -hmm. And you know, and I get, and I get it. There are some dubs that are just patently awful. I get it. I've been watching mm -hmm. anime since I was, well, since my neighbor Totoro. <laughs> so yeah, uh, but, but yeah. So yeah, you know, and I think now, I think now, a lot of companies are like, okay, yeah, we get this. We know. What we know what what needs to be done, and we want to stay faithful to the to the original. So, anyway, so, we so remember yeah, if you ever the scissors. Get, <laughs> yes, remember the scissors. So yeah, if you ever like find a, like a YouTube documentary or something about just this tells the history of anime dubbing or something like that, just make sure it isn't somebody who's just who poo poo's dubs all the time. Anyway, mm -hmm. that that makes a difference, and and who's mm -hmm. telling the story. But um, but yeah, so that was kind of a. It was a related tangent, but a tangent nonetheless. Mm. If you want to, you can go see the stage adaptation. Yes, there is a stage adaptation. In fact, one of the one of the offerings for Ghibli Fest this year is actually the Spirited Away stage adaptation. Nice uh, from Japan, <laughs> which we thought about going to, but it's but they're playing on it's playing on a day we can't go. So it's like ah, mm -hmm. dang it. But but they are they will do like. The actual movie Spirited Away later in the year. I think it's closer to Halloween, but the that the stage production is going to be in the theaters. Yeah, next month or in June, I can't remember. Yeah, because it just it 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 yeah. it and ended its run in uh -huh. London in January. So, yeah. um, yeah, because it was it was it was adapted by the Royal Shakespeare Company. Yes. So, anyway. so, so yeah, look up look up Ghibli Fest 2003. It'll tell you all the movies they're doing this year and the dates, and you can yeah. buy tickets. Uh, it's a Fathom Events thing, but we we love it. We we love we love the the Ghibli Fest stuff because it's like you get to see these movies that are. I mean, in Totoro's case, it's more than 30 years old. <clears throat> 35, 35 years, and so it's like you're like when else are you gonna get to see this on the big screen? Mm-hmm. And it's a good time, and they and they they do put a lot of effort into making it worth your while. But even so, so anyway, 
Ghibli, we love you. Miyazaki's the greatest. Love you too. And Totoro. Someone please bankroll a five-ish fangirls road trip to the Miyazaki theme park. Ghibli theme park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. That's what I was going to say. So there is, like I, I mentioned earlier, there's like a short that kind of is a sequel, but it's yeah. only playing yeah. in the in the May in the Kitten camp. Bus. <laughs> May in the Kitten Bus. And I'm like, <gasps> you have it. to go to the, you have to go to the museum to be able to yes. see it. They are never, they've said they are never going to release it like for on streaming or home video or anything. Oh, like, man. Can't be a Kitten, kitten Bus. bus. <laughs> like, how? How can you? How can you not just love the concept, the idea? You cannot yeah, drop. Never... You cannot drop the words "kitten bus" and then not <laughs> give us anything. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I know. I'm like that might be the worth worth the plane ticket to get to Japan just to see yes. that in the museum. It's like we need, we need, uh, we need. I someone... need May in a kitten bus. I just yeah. do. We need to go to the museum. We need to go to the theme park. Yes. Somebody make this happen. Right? <laughs> like, like any any benefactors out there just want to send us on a trip? Yeah, really. Yeah. Yes. Because I need kitten bus in my life. I've never. Yeah. All I know is the title. I've never. There's no like images or anything, or at least none that I could find online. But kitten bus, like, come on. Yeah. Uh -huh. Just the title. It's like, ah! Right? Like, oh, <sighs> dying of die of cute. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even really a cat person. <laughs> well, you don't have to be a cat. But a it's cat it's the, like... I mean it's cat it's a cat. I mean, first of all, yeah. cat bus. It's a bus. And it has it's like a cat with a bunch of legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It can balance on power line wires. Yes, and a find find your find your lost baby sister. Mm -hmm. And You're apparently could apparently can move like a ninja and not make a sound because how else were they able to leave that ear corn on the on the windowsill? Right. No. <laughs> right? Kidding. No. Kidding. Like, Cat bus. That's how, that's yeah. how it, you it know rolled it rolled because... a nat twenty on its stealth check. Yes. Oh it. yes. That's, that's, that's a trait. Yeah, that's how you know the cat bus is real because they left the ear of corn on the windowsill for for their mom. Well, and and May's not lost anymore. So and May's not <laughs> lost anymore. That's true. They found May. Yeah. Safe and sound. Mm-hmm. Oh Miyazaki. Uh, mm -hmm. Just just when you think like okay yeah I've seen the cutest thing ever. No, you haven't because you mm -hmm. know. Anyway, so anything else anyone wants to say? I, I feel like we've gushed over. The, 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 I mean, the movie the movie is short. Like I said, it's only eighty eight yeah. minutes long, so yeah. it's yeah. worth it a, seeing it. Definitely, yeah. it is not. It's not a hard watch. Absolutely not. I mean, if you like, just buy buy it buy it on Blu Ray. <laughs> like you, uh -huh. you should own it. It's a, yes. it should totally be if you're if you were into cinema collecting movies or anything at all like that just, just especially like, if you, if you're into you know ha owning some of the best movies of all time absolutely uh -huh. 
it's like and, and you don't even really like if you're like oh i'm not into anime or whatever i'm like it, it's it's a gem of cinema that, uh-huh. that's that's all that's all mm-hmm. yep like you, you know i'm not I, anyway. I mean, chauncey's told me i'm not allowed to go down the anime rabbit hole this is this one exception because it's a set it's essentially disney but in anime form so pretty much like like the move that you know i rachel i give you permission to to get into the, the studio ghibli stuff because yes it's not a huge time commitment yeah and it, it it's a bunch of movies so it's basically the same as you know getting into you know disney animation mm-hmm. so so i and consider considering disney ended up doing a lot of the dubs and releases anyway <laughs> yes yes that is true i'm practically watching disney movies yes yeah you you are now, now, I mean, if you if if you start, you know, looking at, at, at own, yeah, if, if you start looking at, at at DVD releases of One Piece, well, then we're gonna have to have a talk. Yeah, that's that probably never gonna happen. So yeah, no, I I, okay. I've actually never watched it because it's been going on for like twenty years and it's still yeah. going. Oh, like, I can like, barely no keep thing. up with the Pokemon when I play Pokemon Go. So <laughs> yeah, that too. So, but no, Ghibli, you're fine. Yeah. So anyway, well, in in that case, if any of our listeners want to chime in with their thoughts on My Neighbor Totoro or Miyazaki or any Studio Ghibli related things, um, we welcome your feedback at fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. That there's our address, email address to send your feedback. You can also visit our website, which is the fiveishfangirls.com. That has links to all of our social media, places to leave comments. Where I used to find the podcast, which is basically wherever you find podcasts, we are there. And please leave reviews and such wherever you get your podcast, because that helps us out, helps us get found, and helps other people enjoy Unsquee. You can also support us through Patreon and our merch shop as well. And and thanks again for being here. Thank you. We appreciate for your your support and for your listening ears and everything else. It's a that uh, you do, and just glad you're out there listening to our squeeing over kitten bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't get over kitten bus. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I hear you. Uh, yeah, I'm like, oh. we'll have to find. We'll have to find somebody's like artistic rendition who got to see it, and then yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I'll draw this it's- so people can see it. Yes. It's like, I just want to see it. I just want to see what the kitten bus looks like. <laughs> I'll probably have to do a, a better Google search. Of that mm-hmm. <laughs> it be out somewhere. Like, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, I yeah. yeah. I just, I just, I just found, I just found an image on uh, Pinterest. I'll share it in the, okay. In the, in the chat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh gosh, that is so ridiculous. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and Meg is writing in it. <laughs> okay, if I, I, I'm gonna die of squee. Oh, gonna that's the cutest <laughs> thing ever. All right. Well, before we all die of absolute uh, adorableness, we yeah. should sign off. We really should. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, this is Brittany and Belvedere saying goodnight. This is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. So if you're riding Kitten Bus, 
Does that mean instead of giant full-size ears of corn, you get those tiny little baby-sized ears of corn? Probably. Probably. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Five-ish Fangirls. Please visit thefiveishfangirls.com for details on how to further support the show, along with information on our nonprofit, Fangirls Give Back. We love our Five-ish fam and appreciate all of your feedback, shares, and encouragement. Remember to keep letting your geek flag fly. <laughs>